Ha. <laughs> Normally y'all don't catch it. I was, you know, doing what I, doing what I do. Being a chunky face. Yeah, I was being a chunky face. All right, so we're going to do things a little different tonight. We're going to do things a little different tonight. So we're going to be simulcasting on both channels. YouTube being YouTube. I got to clean some things up in the um, uh, Yeah. So. um, Yeah. That's what we're going to do. I got to make sure my chat box is chatting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, let me pull up my notes. Pull up my notes. Let me pull up my notes. Hey, hey, listen, pinch away, sis, pinch away, <laughs> pinch away, pinch away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Professor, what's happening? All right, Lamont, okay, usual suspects. So some of you guys are like, where is he at? So I'm on both channels. I totally forgot that uh, Ecamm lets me multi-stream multi on different channels. So moving forward, we'll just do both channels. Might as well, fuck it, you know. Lorvel, what's happening? Yeah, yo, yo, Spell was like a sleeper that I wish I had known early about came on 2020 um adidas wants yeezy back uh under certain restrictions let's be clear they're not going to give him back the rights to his his drawings and his artwork let's just stop 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 let's let's not i'm not gonna put any more energy energy into kanye versus adidas i i don't give a shit honestly uh, let's see. So, you know, let's get into it. We're going to do spell, spell breakdown. Listen, this is, this is a fairly, yeah, this is one of the better, better movies when it comes to spell work and the occult. One of the better ones. Like I said, I put it right up there with Skeleton Key. If you really like paid attention, his name is Titan. Now I know they bashed it. They bashed it on the, in the, uh, the critics bashed it. That's what they do. You know, so I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Um, did you do them? I'm sure you had, I'm sorry. Did I do what? I'm sorry, hon. What did, what did I do? Did I do what? I'm a little slow tonight. They need a Kanye period. They're not going to give Kanye power. If Kanye goes back, I tell you everything you need to know about him. I don't care about I'm over Adidas and Kanye. Not my problem. Not my problem. Right, let's get into it. All right, Spell. This was shot in South Africa. Now it makes sense why there were so many Africans in this movie. The guy that played Lewis, the big hulking monster, the giant, 6'6", six, six, 260, 270. Um, he's from Kenya, Steve Lululu. And the daughter, the daughter, Hannah, she's South African. And then the guy that played the sheriff in the, in the first act, he's 
African. So now it makes sense where all these African actors came from. I'm like, yeah, they shot in South Africa. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I had to go into the notes and, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, all right. So we have Marquise, played by Omari. Viola is the wife. Samsha is the daughter, and Titan is the son. All right, so then Marquise has a flashback from his father's beatings. And then he rubs the, the scar on his shoulder, and you see the scratches on his back. Okay. Uh, the wife is locked in the bedroom. He then uses a pen to uh, free his wife. He picks the lock and frees his wife. At his law firm, Marquise is a lawyer. Uh, he's working on a class action lawsuit. Marquise gets the news that his father has died. Marquise doesn't talk much about him. He hadn't seen him since he was a kid, since he left the Appalachian. Uh, he says he wasn't a, a kind man. His wife says it'll be good for closure. The kids make jokes about electricity and bathrooms because they're, you know, they're, they didn't grow up. They, don't nothing, they know nothing about their father's upbringing in the Appalachian. Okay? This is West Virginia we're talking about. All right, so Titan the Sun is being bullied at school on social media. He has a 30 tattoo in between in the webbing of his index and thumb. Okay, Marquise tells him to go through the proper channels, but don't fight. That's what they expect from us, which tells me they go to a very privileged school and they, they are the minority. Okay, they decide to fly back in John's uh, little Cessna plane. Okay, and then while they're flying in the, in the sky, you hear the song, I Put a Spell on You, playing in the background. How very telling. This was his wife's favorite song. Okay. Uh, they make a stop to refuel. Marquise then walks into the gas station. He recognizes the owner's making a mojo bag. A mojo bag is for luck and protection. Titan, the son, meets a local. Titan asks, if there's service, the local says slavery is over. Pump your own damn gas. Ty then shows him his phone. He, he meant cell phone service. The kid apologizes. The local then asks to see his phone and says, oh, he's rich. And how much was the phone? Titan doesn't, doesn't know. And then the kid asks him, well, how come, how come you don't know how much your phone costs or how much this plane costs? Right? And then Titan... He asks what happened to his finger. Then Titan shows him his broken finger. It's literally bent sideways. It's that old, uh, who has that, what football player has that broken finger? He showed his fingers and his shit was <laughs> to the side. So Titan plays basketball. It's a basketball injury. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. So then the old man in the store, he says, he, uh, he asks where is he going? He says, oh, we're flying into the Appalachian. So the old man tries to convince him to, to take a mojo bag with him for protection. So then Marquis says he doesn't need it. He doesn't believe in it because his daddy was a, was a working man. His daddy was a hoodoo man. All right. So a lot of his flashbacks uh, of his beatings were because he didn't believe in the magic that his father was trying to teach him. Okay. So all of his flashbacks always relate to uh, you don't believe, you're a little uppity something, you bougie. You know, you're trying to distance yourself from where you come from. You think you're better than this. This is who you are. This is the, the reoccurring theme. He done lost. Uh, he done forgot who he was, where he came from. Okay. Um, so then Titan tells the young local they're flying to the Appalachian Mountains. And then the local gets spooked and gives Ty back his phone. Ty then calls him a country ass nigga. And his mom berates him for calling him country, saying we all came from the country. The sheriff then pulls up. 
and then questions them and then lets them go. The kids crack more hillbilly, hillbilly jokes, upsetting the mom. Marquise then asks his wife, well, should he land a plane and go 12, 12, 12 rounds with his son with a belt like his father used to do? His wife, Viora, tells him he's raising entitled children. He says, uh, you, wanna, you want him raised in the boardroom instead of the jungle that he ran from. Viora says, sometimes the jungle comes back to haunt you. Very, very foretelling. Okay. Then the plane gets caught in a storm. It gets hit by lightning. They crash. Marquise then wakes up in a bed in an attic. He's bloodied and bandaged up. His left foot is heavily bandaged. Marquis uh, tries to walk but falls down. Eloise, played by Loretta Devine, she walks in and asks for, he's asking for his family. Earl, her husband, walks in and he says he has a bad heart. Earl then summons Lewis, the hulking monster that he is, to put Marquise back into the bed. So they're inspecting, like Earl is inspecting uh, Marquise. He says, yeah, he's a big old boy, right? Because he couldn't put him back in the bed. He was too big. So that's when he summoned, that's when Eloise knocked on the, on the floor to summon Lewis. And Lewis walks in and just manhandles him and puts him back in the bed. Uh, Earl says there was nobody else in the plane. Marquise gets upset. Eloise then blows scopolamine into his face. And he instantly becomes paralyzed. I assume it's scopolamine, but you know, the dust, the, voodoo, the, the dust that people, you know, they use to, to put you down. Okay. Eloise then digs up the ground and takes one of Marquise's shirts. And then she pours blood into a bowl of dirt to bake in the oven. Then begins to sew a patch for Marquise's shirt. Eloise then shows Earl the finished boogity doll. Uh, Earl then spits on, on the doll and as the, and then Lewis begins to start digging three graves. All right. So then Eloise blows dust in Marquise's faces to wake him back up. She put on socks on his face or on his hands saying he was scratching at his face the entire time. There's a half filled jar of white fluid on a stand next to his bed. Marquise then pleads with Eloise to help him find his family. He says money is no object. Eloise tells him money isn't everything, right? Eloise then presents Marquise with his very own boogity doll. Uh, it's his stand-in, his avatar, if you will, uh, made from his blood, nail clippings, hair, and a pinch of semen. Uh, the more good things happen to the doll, the more good things happen to Marquise. Boogity is old magic. Eloise is a root worker. The dolls contain uh, his driver's license, his watch bracelet, and his sunglasses. So they're like pieces of, she cut up his driver's license and his watch bracelet and just used it to, to, to finish crafting the doll and his sunglasses. Okay. Uh, Eloise shows off her powder. She says, one to put you up, one to put you down. I put you sideways and I put you, and I spin you around. <laughs> so then she quickly grabs the bottle, uh, the white fluid, bottle next to his uh his to his bed which is a bottle of semen she'd been milking him to help make the boogity doll while he's been passed out okay she puts the doll uh in the in the uh, window ledge and then puts salt on the uh the window sill she says so the devil can't come in and get you okay she then locks the door as she leaves the room later on that night during a storm Marquis sneaks out of the window as the doll's eyes track him. He scales the roof, then lands on another roof of the shed. 
Eloise and Earl are having a revival. Tonight's service, they're using animal parts. So when the blood moon comes, they'll be fixed up real good. This is all like two to three days before the, the actual blood moon. Lorraine, uh, she needs healing. So <laughs> she needs healing. So she's a mute. So then Eloise tells Earl, Earl, cut out that black cat's tongue and put it in the boogity. Now she makes, everybody has their own specially personally, personally crafted boogity dial. So Lorraine has her own personal boogity dial. So then Earl grabs the black cat, cuts the tongue out of the black cat, puts the cat's tongue into Lorraine's boogity dial. <laughs> and then Lorraine, <laughs> all right, so the, the, the Lorraine, uh, okay, so then she said, you need, you feeling it? Say something, say something, speak. And then Lorraine says, I can talk. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's a miracle, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> Next up, we have Julius. Julius is blind. Julius is so blind, his eyelids literally are melted into his face. Okay, there are no eye sockets. Okay, so then she tells Earl, Earl, cut up that goat's eyes <laughs> and put the cat's eyes into Julius's boogity doll. Eloise then puts the, goat, the goat's eyes in, in the melted sockets uh, of Julius. And then Eloise asks him, what, all right, tell me now, what, what do you see? And then Julius looks up and then points to Marquise looking down on them through the open, open hole in the roof. And of course, Marquise, you know, he dips out, he, he hurry up, hurries up and runs back to the room. They stop the service to, <laughs> to go see where Marquise is to see if he snuck out. All right, so Marquise scrambles back into bed. Eloise opens the door. Uh, they walk in. Uh, she looks at the window. She says, the window was open. He's like, well, I was, I was, I was hot. I need, I need to cool off. I need, the, I need the breeze. She notices the salt line has been broken. Eloise then reminds Marquis that they don't use the Holy Spirit. They use the boogity. Marquis says she reminds him of his father. It's all mojo, psychosomatic belief. And you have to believe in it. He doesn't believe in it. She calls him a city boy. The next day. Marquise hears an Android alert text. He then begins to eat some cabbage and meat that uh, El Eloise brought to him, or Louise. He apologizes for what he said to uh, Eloise about her belief, and he reminisces about the last time he was up here with his pops. He wasn't so kind to him. She says he wasn't one to spare the ride. She says she's seen his scars. That was 25 years ago. Okay? She then tells him, you can't expect people's souls to change overnight. She leaves the door open as she goes downstairs to fix Marquise another plate. Marquise then removes a ball knocker from the, the, from the, the doorbell, right? So he doesn't make any noise. So then Marquise then questions Eloise as she has, uh, she heard, if she heard a phone alert, text, ping, or anything like that. She's like, no, we don't have anything like that around here. There's, there's nothing. We don't, we don't have phones. There's no phones in the house. Marquise then asks uh, Eloise, uh, about the bones she's holding. She tells him passing the bones is used to tell the future of him seeing his family. She says, I can see the future of you seeing your family uh, around the time the blood moon arises once he regains his strength. And it's a couple days away. She then tosses him the bag, tells him to try it. She says she knows he has that old time slave magic in him. She tells him, uh, can't, 
can he hear his ancient self? So every time he hears the ringing in his ears, that's his ancient self. Okay. Uh, and then she, uh, she says, yeah, can't you hear your ancient self calling, calling you? Uh, his uppity self, da- daddy said he had to be uh, brought down to peg or two. All right. He's not from the city. He's from the land. And everything that empowers the land runs through his veins. All right. And then Marquise asks her, well, why are you telling me this? She then tells him because he forgot. Okay. She says all the wisdom of the universe is in the bones. She then leaves, leaves him with the bag of bones. He asks her, uh, why you keep locking the door? She says, well, it's for his own good and that she's on his side. Marquise then starts playing with the bones. He puts the bones together and then it forms the shape of a hand. And the hand is the, the shape of his uh, tie, his son's, his son's uh, with the broken middle metatarsal. So if you remember back at the gas station, he shows the, the local kid his broken middle metatarsal. So when uh, Marquise puts the bones together, it has that very broken middle metatarsal. And then he begins to flip out. So then Marquise then picks the lock to his room and then makes his way downstairs. He comes across the family crow. He tells the crow to shut the fuck up. Marquise then hides Eloise confronting the crow and the, re- and the crow repeats what, what Marquise told, told it. He's, the crow says, shut the fuck up. And Eloise thinks Earl taught the crow to say that. Eloise then goes upstairs to find Marquise missing, then calls for Earl. Marquise finds a flashlight, then runs outside during a storm. He hears his family vibration. So he hears the ringing in his ears, right? So then he ends up finding the crash plane with blood inside. There's a boogity doll nailed to the tree next to the plane crash. Okay, so then Steve tackles Marquise. So then he's back in the room. He has another flashback of his father calling him a house Negro. He said, real knowledge comes from, in, comes from here. He's pointing to his head, comes from here. You got to believe or it won't work. So this whole time, his flashbacks of his father trying to get him to embrace the, the magic realm. And he just won't for whatever reason. Because he thinks it's beneath him. He's too good for it, okay? Marquis' back in his room. He then unwraps his foot to find a six-inch railroad spike embedded into the, uh, the, the, ball, uh, the heel of his foot. Ugh, this is a disgusting scene. So he pulls the spike out, and then there's blood and pus running out of it. The family then leaves into town. Marquis sees the three graves that Lewis had dug earlier. He runs outside to dig up the graves and discovers a rooster pig and a goat he then runs into the shed and discovers a basement filled of, with coffins of dead bodies including the original sheriff who's white with his penis cut off there's a bunch of other boogity dolls the sheriff's boogity doll contains his sheriff's badge and his penis attached to the doll he then finds a picture of the cult because that little town is an entire cult dating back to 1860 Louise and Earl are very young. Steve is still the same. Steve has not aged in roughly 1860, 150, 60 years. So Steve hasn't aged a bit. So now it's time for Eloise and Earl to kind of make the transition into new bodies. Just like Get Out, okay? Uh, Marquise then finds Eloise's spell book for the blood moon transference of the life spell. One spell called Blood of My Blood has a list of boogity doll names. The seed of my seed spell, it says, imbues the sacred earth and precious seed, which is the semen. Uh, the sacred earth is the ground that she was digging up. Uh, of the donor, 
This will encourage life and his life and life force to grow and multiply on the lucky one's body. So she has to get Marquise back uh, up to speed. Got to got to get him back healthy. The healthier he gets, the healthier his bookity dial gets. Okay, so they're, they're one and the same. All right. So then the next spell is the flesh of my flesh. It's a magical stew. Uh, before the host is sacrificed, he must be well fed. Before he eats, give your donor the sticks of the St. John's wart to chew. It will make him more receptive to your conjure. Okay. Marquise then switches Eloise's powders to put you up, to put you down. He switches them out. Then he begins to make his own boogity dolls of Eloise, Lewis, and Earl. And then he hides them in some steps. He then hears a phone ringing and finds everybody's cell phones. He takes one of the phones and he keeps one. The family then returns. Marquise decides to painfully reinsert the spike back into his foot. Now, I would have failed this. Okay, everything I'm up to, I'm like, yeah, I would have done this, done this, this. But I would not, I personally would not have put the spike back in my foot. I just would have been found out. Okay. <laughs> so they return. He reinserts the, the spike back into his foot. The family comes upstairs to check his foot. They leave. Marquise then uses the cell phone to make a call to call 911. He reaches the sheriff. He tells Marquise uh, they haven't found his son. Marquise then pulls the spike back out of his foot. Eloise then walks in and then binds the boogity dial. And then it forces Marquise's arms to close and he's thrown onto the bed. She said, you got a big mouth because she heard him make the phone call. So she wraps wire around the doll and it forces Marquise to bind up. Okay. And then she takes out the doll's tongue, thus forcing uh, Marquise unable to speak. So then when the sheriff arrives, the sheriff tries to call his phone and he tries to answer his phone, but he can't say anything. He can't speak. All right. So he runs back down. So he waddles back down. So mind you, he's, he's still bound. So he just waddles. He waddles over to the, to the, to the doll. He grabs the doll. He finds the tongue of the doll in the carpet. And then he waddles his way downstairs. As he's waddling his way out the house, they're like, go ahead. Where are you going to run? Where are you going to run? So he's confronted by Eloise and Steve, uh, Eloise and Earl. And she's like, well, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? So plot hole. Now, listen, no script is perfect. There are plot holes. This is a major plot hole. So somehow later on that night, he catches the sheriff on the road away from the, the from the town. OK, and he, the sheriff picks him up. He puts the tongue back into the doll. He's able to speak. He's trying to convince the, the sheriff. Hey, man, they're part of a cult. They kidnapped me. Eloise, Eloise, Eloise. And, the, and the, he's like, there's some magical African voodoo shit going on. And the sheriff's like, hey, uh, OK, OK, sure. So then. The sheriff then returns him back to the cult and calls him uppity and bougie. The blood moon is now upon them as Marquise is prepped on the altar. His family is then brought before him under the powder spell. Eloise then blows the powder in Marquise's face to put him down. Or so we think. Okay. Eloise then tells Marquis he thinks he's better than everybody else. Earl then takes off his shirt and says, yeah, mama, bring me home. This is a transfer. So she has to cut out his heart and then transfer the essence into. Then, then uh, okay, cut out, cut out Marquise's heart. And then Earl will be able to transfer his essence into Marquise's body. Okay. So right before she about to cut out Marquise's heart, Marquise then awakes and then stabs Earl in the heart with the railroad spike out of his foot. 
And then he frees himself. Everybody runs out of the out of the uh, out of the barn. <laughs> and then there's a flashback of Marquis switching the powders. Okay. So then Marquise catches the sheriff on the road and then stabs the sheriff to death multiple times, killing him. Marquise then begins to fill a well with water. This will come back. Okay. So then Eloise summons Lewis to confront Marquise. Marquise is on the losing end of the fight. Then all of a sudden, Lewis begins to vomit water and then dies. Eloise then discovers Lewis's boogity doll floating in the well of water that Marquise had ran earlier before. Okay. Eloise then confronts Marquise, then blows the dust in her face, paralyzing her. He grabs her boogity dial and then hits it with a hammer, knocking her into a post and starting a fire. He then tells Eloise he taught her a lot of things. So did his pops. He seals the door with salt, preventing her from leaving. Marquise then grabs his family boogity dolls and then rejoins his family as they watch the barn go up in flames. They then drive off in the sheriff's truck. Back in the uh, shed, Eloise, uh, okay, so after the fire has died down, so back in the shed, Eloise's original boogity doll, its eyes open, as you can hear Eloise saying, uh, I can put you up, put you down, I put you sideways, I spin you around. So how it works is you can have multiple boogity dolls, but the, the very first one is what you are tied to, okay? You can have multiples, but it's always the first one is the one that you're locked into. So, so then I had to look up the railroad spike because I've heard rituals involving railroad spikes and this is pretty deep. So why the railroad spike was important because it's an anchor. Okay. So railroad spikes may seem like an unli- unlikely magical tool, but there's use in home protection is well established. It's just about a walk, a worth of walk to an old railroad line to scan the ground for rejects from past railroad maintenance. All right. The basis of the magical properties of spikes is in their function as anchors. The time they have spent fulfilling this mission and the fact that they are made of iron. Now, we know iron binds spirits. That's why a lot of your old jails and old prisons uh, are made of iron. The bars are made of iron. It contains the spirit. Okay, this is why, you know, when they like locking black folk up and put them behind them iron bars and kind of locks them in. They're bound to that place. Okay, cold iron is regarded as repelling negative energy. And at a grittier level, there is a belief that ghosts or spirits cannot cross iron. So many old cemeteries were built with iron fences around them. Wrought iron around family burials and mausoleums may have been placed for the same reasons, basically to keep the peace. If you own or rent a home, you can perform a ritual using railroad spikes to anchor yourself onto the property. That is, ensure that you will not be foreclosed on or kicked out by a landlord. Any responsible wizard will tell you, of course, to do this ritual in conjunction with paying your bills and not tearing holes in the walls. Uh, the first step is to secure railroad spikes, one for each corner, uh, or if the property is irregular in shape, much m- more such that every change of direction in the property line is spiked. Old used spikes are the ones you need, not new ones, because there are many years uh, of use under the powerful trains as part of their value. Never remove active spikes from a railroad. However, if you walk cautiously and watch for trains alongside tracks, you're likely to come across an occasional loose spike on the ground that was removed in maintenance. It's fine to take these discards. You can also buy them nowadays in magic shops or online and that, or, and that does not diminish their effectiveness. It is unusual to do something that, that feels right to use to bless or consecrate the spike. Something, some people recite a Psalm from the Bible. Um, I dedicate this spike to spiritual use for my and my family's protection. May it secure my home by propelling negative energy and unwelcome spirits. It is common to rub oil on the spike 
I would use vegetable oil, which is safe to get on your hand and easy to wash off. Coconut oil works as well. Rub either head to the point or point to the head, but do all the rubbing in the same direction as with most magical workings. Be aware that by doing this, you are charging the magical object with your own metaphysical energy. So be mindful of your magical intention as you charge the spike. Uh, let's see. Before you pound the spikes into the property corners, however, you need several other things, Before uh, starting with some coins. Traditionally, Indian head pennies were used or buffalo nickels with the Indian on the reverse or silver mercury dimes. But this was when these were what was in people's pockets. I recommend you simply use coins from your pocket, which have your energy and choose those with symbolism you find spiritually powerful. One coin is placed on the head of the spike after you've driven it with an inspirational side up to invoke the power of the displayed symbol. Dirt is another thing to obtain. Traditionally, dirt from the grave of a relative or loved one is used to invite their protection or dirt from a graveyard in general because it is holy ground. This is used to sprinkle over the spike after it has been driven several inches into underground to, so it can stay unnoticed for many years. It would not be acceptable to bless and consecrate dirt from your own yard. For this purpose, you, if you cannot safely and reverently obtain, obtain soil from holy ground, hold it in your hands, visualize yellow energy cleansing it, or negative in, of negative energy until you, it feels clean. Then imagine a light blue energy until it feels blessed. Finally, mix or fix the blessing for the long term with the purple or ameth amethyst light. Finally, pay attention. You need some of your own urine. Yes, after oiling the spike, driving it, setting the coin on the head, and dropping the graveyard dirt into the hole, you, you need to urinate on it. This important part of the ritual is all about marking your territory as mammals have been doing for millions of years. It is old magic. Since it may be inconvenient to urinate in front of your neighbors, the usual approach is to fill a cup with urine in private, then pour it onto each location as you mark each property corner. If you live in an apartment or rent a house, you may prefer to obtain some square cut nails. Pray over them as you would uh, spike, cover them briefly with dirt, then drop in a container of urine, and then drive them discreetly into the floor at each corner of your dwelling. A simpler use of a railroad spike is to place one at, near, or underneath your door, especially if you live in a... Uh, trailer or rv the door is main the main entry point for energy and one and one uh, and one old spike preferably one prepared as described above becomes a powerful talisman for protection okay okay there it is there all right all right there is our breakdown of the movie spell it came out in 2020 i hate that i missed it when it first came out um this was a, a good little gem. Once again, I, I think it's just, just as good uh, as Skeleton Key and all the other ones. So with that being said, it's still on Amazon Prime. I think you got like 10 days left uh, for you guys to enjoy it. So with that being said, let me get up out of here and get ready for the nonsense later on tonight in about another hour. So I'll see you guys in about an hour. Y'all have a good one. Peace.